My biggest goal is to someday get permission to use Led Zeppelin's Traveling Riverside Blues as my intro. Until then, it'll just have to play in our heads. Welcome to this episode of Mike Doubt. I'm your host, Mike Hernandez. Today I will be talking about citizenship as it relates to business. So I want to ask you, I want you to think about this. What does citizenship mean to you? When you think of citizenship, what are some words that you might use to describe citizenship? And I'm going to give you a couple of seconds just to kind of think about it. Um, So I'm going to pause here. Okay, so when it comes to citizenship, think about as being a part of a community. You know, some examples might be, you know, family. You're part of a little community, a close-knit community. You're, you know, you may be part of your community, wherever your hometown is, wherever it is that you live, um, or a part of wherever it is that you live. If you live in a huge city, obviously maybe um, there's a segment of that city that you belong to, uh, maybe a neighborhood. Um, Some people might consider themselves uh, citizens of a state. I know a lot of states have pride, Texas. uh, A lot of pride in Texas, and that's where I'm from. But also, you know, technology has kind of turned us into, whether we realize it or not, you know, uh, global citizens. So um, why is this important? Because this is the area that you, you know, the areas that you live in. And as a member of a community, you need to, especially when you're going to start a business, you need to think about how it is that you fit into everything. Um, and so we start with that. You know, what what does citizenship mean to you? Um, the other thing about citizenship is it's the, maybe the quality of your response to duties and responsibilities associated with being a member of a community, you know, as members of communities, we're expected to maybe act a certain way, behave a certain way, uh, look out for our members, you know, of the community, other members. Basically, it's what you do for the welfare of the community. Um, That's what you need to think about. What is it that you do for the welfare of the community? How are you your contributions going to benefit the community. And if you think about this, um, you may find that you can garner uh, maybe some recognition, uh, maybe some respect, consideration from the community that that you're working with thinking about the community trying to be involved in the community trying to be a citizen um, in the economy 
Uh, it's not only the right thing to do, but again, it's it, it can often be rewarding. But like everything else, the needs of a community vary, just like the needs of individuals vary. There are some demographics that you have to kind of take a look at. So if you've already thought about your product or your service and you've thought about what your customer is going to look like, um, then you realize that you've kind of had to narrow it down and get some get into some specifics. You know, maybe you can't meet the needs of everyone and all of them, but you can meet the needs of a couple or maybe just even one segment. And, uh, you know, an example I'll give you in the convenience store industry, a lot of convenience stores uh, are involved. You know, they're responsible citizens, a lot of organizations, and the employees that, uh, that work for them. And it seems like there's always some kind of involvement as part of, you know, as a citizen of the community with uh, St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital, where uh, stores, organizations, employees will sell like these mobiles to customers. And actually, it's a donation. Uh, for a dollar, you'll get to put your name on this. And for $5, you'll get uh, a different color that, you know, kind of sets you apart. And, um, you know, there was a guy named Danny Thomas who started St. Jude's. And it obviously became very successful, very popular. They've had a lot of success in helping children who uh, have cancer and different kinds of cancer. So um, they're able to help the families by offering like no cost uh, services at no cost, taking care of the, the kids and trying to help them, you know, cure them and help them live uh, as well as they can. Um, so he aligned, you know, I, I guess this opportunity to be a citizen in, in the community um, it was something that um, he thought about and, and he, and, you know, he put it into, you know, maybe the business model or maybe just his success. I won't say the business model, but, you know, he, the story goes, he prayed to St. Jude and asked, you know, for some help maybe to be, you know, for some success and uh, kind of said, hey, if I become successful, um, maybe catch a break. You know, I will serve and give back in this manner. And that's kind of what he did. So I want you to think about these things because companies, organizations, small businesses who do these kinds of things are, I mean, you have enough struggles. There are enough things that, are, that you're going to have to overcome, enough obstacles. But if you can kind of incorporate something like this and, and, and behavior into this type of behavior into your your business plan, maybe your business philosophy, I think that, uh, you know, it can go a long way and, and, and obviously helping you differentiate yourself and uh, help with your the public perception of you as an individual or your business. And one of the things that he said, I'm going to quote him, he says, because uh, everybody has a dream. If you're starting off, you have a dream. If you are have been up and running for a while, you know, you obviously want to 
maybe find more success uh, and you have maybe dreams of bigger things because we always set goals and when we reach them, we feel accomplished for a little while, but then we tend to try and go achieve something bigger. Now we move on. Okay, we've conquered this. So, you know, we should always have dreams. And one of the things that he said is a dream is one thing. A realization is something entirely different. So as you think about your business and and your dreams and what you want to accomplish, you know, understand that the dream is one thing, realizing it is something else. So some of the demographics you can consider when you think about how you can be a good citizen, um, race and ethnicity. There are a lot of uh, organizations who do things to maybe help uh, race and maybe their ethnicity. I know there's a lot of um, groups out there. People start different kinds of projects, maybe nonprofits, uh, with that in mind, to be good citizens. Maybe there's age groups. Maybe there's a certain age group that you want to help. Children, you know, that's what Danny Thomas did, children. Maybe it's uh, old older people, you know, the retired people, uh, people in nursing homes. Gender, maybe there may be women, maybe for men. I know there's like a lot of, uh, and I'm just going to make this up, I think, but it's like powerful businesswomen in America. You know, that might be something obviously targeted to women. Uh, socioeconomic status. Families household structure, things geared towards maybe helping less fortunate, kind of like a big brother type thing where maybe you can help out with that. Somebody doesn't have somebody to look up to, maybe don't have a father figure, a male figure. Um, Maybe something in your area geographically that uh, you might want to consider. So there's plenty of opportunities, some demographics, like I said, that you can think about when it comes to that. So citizenship, what are some of the common citizenship themes? Uh, Things that you probably need to think about when it comes to making these determinations uh, of what you might, you know, how you might want to go about uh, being a good citizenship in the community. So honesty, you know, being honest. I mean, I think people love to deal with people that are honest. If you're truthful And I've mentioned this before many times, self-aware, you know, be honest with yourself. You're never going to move forward if you're not honest with yourself. You're not going to make progress. Yeah, you might take a couple of steps, but you're never really going to get there. You have to take um, stock of what, what, you know, what your strengths are, what your areas of opportunities are where you can improve and maybe just things you can't do altogether um, to be able to do that and uh, maybe get others to help you out with that. But you have to be honest with other people as well. And you need to be equitable in your transactions. It's got to be fair. So whenever you think about business, um, you might want to act that way. You know, think about honesty. A lot of small businesses 
and individuals are finding themselves uh, being sued for price gouging. You know, in this in this time that we're in, this period we're in with coronavirus, I remember a local grocery store was charging $33 for maybe like a 16-ounce bottle of, uh, you know, hand sanitizer. And maybe 13 or $14 for like a little, I don't know, eight ounce bottle. I mean, it's ridiculous. So they saw the opportunity and, and maybe you guys have heard about the uh, two young men in Tennessee that bought all that hand sanitizer. They had truckloads of it uh, or, a, or a truckload of it. And at any rate, I don't, I don't remember the dollar amount, but it's a large amount. And so Obviously, you want to be smart enough, savvy enough to identify an opportunity, but you don't want to take advantage of people. You don't want to, you know, hoard the market and then jack up the prices. I mean, there's just countless examples of people who have tried to do that. There was that guy in New York, maybe, who um, acquired the... uh, rights to a certain medication and um, I don't know if it was AIDS Uh, there was some kind of a a very important life-saving drug and then he marked it up just an ungodly amount Uh, I think he's in prison now so you know you need to be honest Uh, be compassionate you know, care for others, you know, try to help others, try to, you know, solve their problems, handle their issues. It's not, you know, it can't always be about the money. Um, the money will come if you genuinely care for others, you you know, people, um, animals, uh, you know, just anything living. Uh, if you can uh, try to adapt that and, and, and exemplify that and display that in your behavior, I think that really goes a long way to being a good citizen. Um, having respect for other people. Not everybody agrees. We all have different perceptions, different perspectives, different opinions. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the way we were raised, what we were exposed to, what we go in, uh, what we deal with on a daily basis. That you know, somebody else might not have experienced that. And so their view on it is entirely different, but you should be respectful. Uh, Their ideas, you know, words, uh, works that they use, you know, works that they produce. If you disagree with something, as a lot of people have said, you know, going through LinkedIn, just keep scrolling. Don't, I mean, there's no need to, you might ask some clarifying questions, maybe, um, send the person a, 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 a direct message, a private message, and ask them why they feel that way, why they think that way. But there's no need to get into an argument with people. You know, so be, you know, be considerate. And the other thing when it comes to respect, it's okay to admire the works of others, the accomplishments of others. I mean, that's why we have books, we have art, we have music. Um, there's it, the same thing applies to somebody who might be doing a great job in sales um, or 
be doing a great job when it comes to teaching things of that nature. I mean, there's there's no reason why, um, you know, you can't stop and admire it. I was walking down uh, the street the other day here on, on the island, on South Padre Island, and um, I stopped because one of the neighbors was playing uh, her instrument on the porch and she was singing and it just sounded really, really good. So I, I had to stop and just admire and listen to the beautiful music she was making. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, let people know that you appreciate uh, what they do. Responsibility. You have to be responsible for your actions and a lot of people aren't when it comes to getting on the internet because you can hide behind your computer and it seems like people feel like it gives them the right to say whatever they want and act in any, you know, however they want to do that. Um, I, I used to work um, in the truck trucking, you know, the truck stop industry, travel plaza industry. And we'd get a lot of upset truck drivers. They were just in a bad mood. I mean, these guys have been working, uh, hadn't had a shower, hadn't been home, or maybe hungry. And a lot of times they would uh, they would come in and really get very foul with, uh, with employees and uh, very abusive. And uh, it was just horrible for, you know, my employees to have to go through that because, but they felt, I guess they thought there's no accountability, which is the other piece of it. They're, you know, they, they, who was going to hold them responsible for their actions. So they would get abusive and, uh, and not only that, but then sometimes they just make just lewd comments to, to the female workers. And, uh, you know, it's just unacceptable. You shouldn't be treating anybody like that, especially when they're going out of their way to be friendly to you. But we used to have something called a saber system and, I could key in their DOT number and, uh, you know, get some of that information uh, off of their truck. And I could look up their company and get the phone number. And I would call their company. I said, look, I'm just letting you know, this is how your driver is behaving in this location. We're here. And I kid you not, they would get a phone call really fast. And that would change their whole tune because now they had to be accountable. They had to be responsible for their behavior. And in many cases, I kid you not, uh, and it, it was never the intent, but the, the, the company said, hey, we're not going to put up with that. And, and you know, they were let go and they'd call us and say, hey, you know what? Can we leave the, the truck there? We'll, we'll send somebody to pick it up. They no longer work for us. So, um the last piece of being a good citizen is, uh, you know, having courage to do the right thing, to, you know, confront fear, confront danger, maybe injustice. And, you know, there's so many stories and things that come to mind of people that are selfless and have, you know, sacrificed their lives. Uh, you know, hopefully it never comes to that. But, you know, the example I come up with is, uh, you know, bullying. Um, it takes courage to step up to that. 
And when you, people think of bullying, they normally think of bullying at school. But bullying occurs in the workplace. Bullying occurs in business. And um, it shouldn't. So if you have the courage to stand up for things like that as a business owner, uh, I think you're going to find that uh, people will respect that. They'll admire that. And uh, that is going to help you succeed. So I wanted to talk about a couple of ways to, you know, be a good citizen, you know, to demonstrate that you are a good citizen. Um, stewardship. You know, you can champion human rights. A lot of people do things like that. Um, no sweatshops. So I know at the end of the day, the goal is to be profitable and make, you know, as much as you can. But the movement has kind of come to where uh, people are avoiding certain places uh, that uh, maybe use child labor, maybe have harsh working conditions. And uh, the public and the market has rewarded them for that. You can volunteer, you know, give back to the community, clean up, um, clean up highways maybe, you know, help at the shelters. I think uh, some people may not know there's a company called Bombas, and they make socks. And for every pair of socks they sell, they donate a pair. So at last count, I think they were up to 8 million pairs of socks. And they stumbled upon this because that was the largest request that homeless shelters had for items was socks. So they came up with, you know, they were going to donate a pair of socks for every sock they sold. Um, you know, that's one way to kind of help out. And, you know, advocacy, being an advocate, empower your employees, let them contribute, support them, encourage them to share ideas, you know, maybe reward them. Uh, because if they are in an environment that's conducive to that, you're going to have a huge advantage if you ever get to the point where you're employing other people. So you kind of want to ask for input, but make sure you use it. And if you can establish yourself as a business that takes care of its employees and genuinely listens to them, um, you're going to do well. The public, again, is going to reward you. The market's going to reward you. They're going to appreciate that. Costco, I think that's how they uh, were able to really build up and scale up to be able to compete with some of the Sam's, you know, and the Sam's Club primarily was because they took care of their employees. They took really good care. So uh, you can advocate for your employees, uh, support them. Community outreach is another thing that you can do, something else for you to think about. You know, maybe you offer a scholarship. Some in your in your small town or in your city, depending on, you know, maybe you offer a scholarship to students. And that would be a great way to, again, be involved and demonstrate uh, that, uh, you know, you're a good citizen. And I think lastly, um, Look, you know, service learning opportunities, you know, become an advisor, become a mentor, help somebody else out. Um, 
I actually have a group on LinkedIn called Miked Out. And one of the prerequisites, I guess, or one of the stipulations for anybody that I ask into the group is bring somebody that you're mentoring in with it. Um, I think that is very important. I think it's huge to be able to help somebody that's trying to get into your industry, maybe maybe not even your industry, but somebody that you've identified as having the potential, you know, bring them along. You know, at some point, I think I am going to, and I've talked to people in the past that I want to bring in when the time is right, but that's one of the things, you know, one of the conditions I guess I placed is in my mind and my vision, I see each individual as I bring on the HR person as an example, I want them to be actively mentoring somebody. And maybe each year, uh, every year they, they, they get another, you know, somebody else. So that way this individual gets a full year with them. Ideally we'd pay them a wage. Um, but you know, that's kind of the idea. We want to get people off on the right foot. We want to give back to others. It, it took us years to accumulate uh, either the knowledge and, and the success. Um, so if you're a business owner, that's one way that you could, uh, you know, demonstrate uh, that you understand the value of being a good citizen. So on that note, I am going to uh, stop today. I think tomorrow I may go into more depth um, on each of these um, ways, you know, stewardship, volunteering, advocacy, community outreach, and uh, service learning opportunities. I'll, I'll try to dive in a little deeper, but um, and then go into some other areas. But it, it's really important. If you can get this into your recipe, if you can get this into while you're while you're starting, and if you already started and you can make a shift, I think this is going to be helpful. And it's also you're going to feel better about it. You're going to feel better about yourself, and uh, people you're going to attract other people. They're going to appreciate that. And whether it's customers, uh, suppliers, uh, other business owners in your network, you know you're going to you're going to see um, some great things come from this approach. You know, some people will disagree. Hey, it's all about the bottom line, all about money. But these are some of these intangibles. These are some of the things that, uh, you know, are discretionary, that you have the power as the owner to decide what it is that you want to do, how you want to, you know, how you want to, have an impact on the culture and on the community. So um, thank you for listening. Again, this is Mike with Mike Doubt, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you do and you find value in it, please share it with others. Uh, that's kind of the goal is to give people access to maybe some knowledge, maybe some ideas that might help them act on that spark, maybe spark action, maybe that idea, that bright, that aha moment, whatever the case may be, um, how to get people to start taking action. So if uh, you could and uh, it you find it valuable, please share with others. And if you have any questions or comments or suggestions, uh, you know, you feel free to uh, 
to get in touch with me at, uh, you know, I've got a couple of emails, but uh, Mike out at wildapricot.org is probably the best one. Um, also, I have trainer at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to uh, send them to me. And uh, once again, thanks for listening to the episode, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Thanks.